everyone. How are you? Michelle Ferreri here, Member of Parliament for Peterborough Kawartha, and very excited to bring you the second episode. And this one's live. Uh, last week you, you had to wait. You had to wait to see the episode. This week we're really excited. We're going live with People Before Politics. Now, the premise around this show is to really learn who the people are that are representing your communities across the country. And sometimes the human, uh, the human aspect of politicians is lost and people forget that we are in fact human. Um, and our backgrounds and what we come from really shapes where we sit on the political spectrum. So as a proud conservative, I love to think that conservatives have uh, great stories and we're gonna be sharing them in this series, People Before Politics. So pretty excited about today's guest. We have MP Melissa Lanceman from Thornhill, also the deputy leader, recently announced deputy leader of the Conservative Party appointed by Pierre Polyab. A couple people actually messaged me. Melissa's very uh, popular. She has uh, a lot of popularity. See, she's getting mess she's getting a phone call right now. That's how popular she is. And people said to me, I can't believe she's not in the shadow cabinet. Why did why did Pierre leave her out? And I said, he didn't leave her out. She's the deputy leader, which means she's the next in, in command. So you're like, uh, what do you call the understudy? For the, uh, <laughs> the person who does uh, all of the other things. And, and I share that role with, uh, with our friend Tim Upple. Yes. Um, who is a long time member of parliament, super experienced, um, does a whole lot of things well that maybe I don't do so well and maybe I do some stuff uh, well that he doesn't do well. So we complement each other pretty nicely. Yeah, you do actually. And you have different personalities. Right, you, you, uh, which I, I am think much nicer in person <laughs> than I appear on TV. <laughs> she wants to start right out. You, you are very fierce in the house, and uh, I started to watch Melissa, and I'll tell you, I'm. It'll, it'll be a, a mouthful for me to call her Melissa because I always call her Lanceman. But I started to watch her when I started to run. We have a mutual friend, and she told me about you. She said you've got to watch this Melissa Lanceman, and I started to watch you when I was running for my election, and I was an instant fan like I was instantly drawn to how you communicate uh, your realness you're you're connected to the people and that resonates right you've you've done really well on TikTok. you've done really well in communication panels but your beginnings are not quite what people think like we were talking off camera before we started and people think I, that you're this rich kid from Thornhill because everybody from Thornhill is doing okay well, that's not true at all <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk about that and if you ask people in Thornhill they're not doing uh, they're not doing well in Exactly. Are, are struggling, uh, and uh, there are some, you know, there are some places in the country that are better off than others, but there are no places in the country where you can't find families, seniors, workers that are struggling. So there you go. First of all, Thornhill is not the, the uh, even though it's only. And this is the other thing. Melissa tells me I have to campaign in ten blocks. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you have no idea. But your parents immigrated here. Yeah. Um, my story, you know what, my story is a good story uh, in terms of the immigrant Canadian story. But it's not a different story than so many people uh, in this country. My parents came here in 75, so uh, before I was born. Uh, so I was born uh, about 10 years later uh, when they were already a bit more established as, you, as one would be when they were uh, 10 years. But my, they came in tow with, uh, with, with my brother who was, two months, uh, who was two months old and 10 years older than I am. Uh, and they came from Ukraine, and uh, so they're Russian Jews from Ukraine who left, uh, uh, who left the, the Soviet Union, the, the communism of the mm. Soviet Union. So you could see where this is going, because mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in a house um, you know, with, uh, with parents that taught me a lot about our own history, 
uh, both as Jews and uh, and as uh, as a family history that lived under the oppressive communism of uh, of where they grew up, and they came here like everyone else to give their kids a better life. Mm -hmm. and there is no better country to do that, in, and that's exactly what we want to see for other people. It's interesting, right? You said your dad uh, drove taxi? Yeah, so, I mean, my dad came here uh, as an uncredentialed engineer. So he was an engineer that went to school there. And you can find that same story 50 mm -hmm. years later. Um, you know, there's a good joke. There's lots of, uh, it's, it's actually a sad joke. There's lots of Ontarians that, uh, that don't have a family doctor. So they say if you need a doctor, call an Uber. Uh, and so that true. Was, that uh, is such a powerful quote. That was, you know, that, that was exactly my dad. So my dad did what he had to do. He had a, he had a kid to feed, uh, a family to house, uh, and he, uh, he, he started driving taxi in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Toronto, in North Toronto. And um, he sent my mom to school. So he, he, he made the early investment. Uh, he sent my mom to, uh, uh, my mom was still young enough. Uh, she, became, uh, she became a professional and accountant. And here's, here's the thing that, that she told me right then and there as a conservative. I used to watch the difference in which people would talk to my father and talk to my mother. My father wore jeans and a t-shirt. Uh, he worked long shifts in the taxi cab. Uh, and he was a working class guy and yeah. he looked like a working class yeah. guy. Uh, my mom wore a suit to work. Um, she was always dressed up. She was a professional. She was, you know, what we call white collar. Uh, and the way that people addressed the difference between how they spoke to my father and how they spoke to my mother instantly told me more about them than it would ever say about my father and my mother. It's so the undercurrent of what conservatives believe. Like we don't care <laughs> what you, where you come from we don't care what you wear it's it's representing fairness and equality it's like at our core and for when sure. it, and when it goes against that we we fight for it you know and i you're a fighter look I, I came you know i came from a family so i came from a family with with pretty you know traditionalist values um we had dinner every night uh, together whenever we could, whenever there wasn't the hustle of extra shifts or working late. Um, we were typical, you know, lower to, to, to middle class. Um, we never, I never really wanted for, for anything, but I didn't really know any better. Uh, and I didn't know how much of a struggle it was uh, to, to sort of pay the bills at the end mm -hmm. of the month. My mom passed away a couple of years ago, and in those, you know, in those last few weeks before she passed away, she told me a whole lot of stuff uh, that, you know, that she'd never shared before about how much of it was, uh, how much of a struggle it was to sort of get where where we were mm. uh, today. How she walked around the house, you know, with a paper and a uh, and a pencil. Uh, decide needing to 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 mark down when she need to pay the electricity bill and when she need to make the mortgage payment so so that everything for us her kids would be normal and we didn't notice and she protected you. and she yeah and we didn't notice um you know we thought everything was fine we saw them work hard and we saw them uh you know we saw them pump every ounce of energy into uh into making life better for for us but we truly didn't know what it meant until uh, well, frankly, until you have to do it for your, for yourself, but I got a, I got a leg up. Um, you know, they, they worked really, really hard so we could have a better life than the one they left uh, and then one that they could even imagine for us. Hmm. It's powerful. I remember meeting, Melissa and I did uh, 
orientation. Remember, we both came here, and, and I, I remember our very first com conversation. I sat down. And I said, oh, "This is like, it's wild, right? Like for somebody, you just get all of a sudden you're working in Parliament Hill, and and you told me at that time that your mom had just passed away a year ago, and uh, that was a lot of grief to carry while you were trying to campaign and move into an election, but." That's who you are. Like you just go, yeah. go, go. Yeah. Well, she knew. Uh, she knew that I would do this. My 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 parents are sort of typical immigrant parents in the sen in the <laughs> sense that, like, they really didn't want me to do politics. Uh, and I make this joke often. Uh, they're like, we didn't come to this country <laughs> so you can have a hobby, because um, that's what they saw it as. They saw it as you know an extracurricular activity that I was super interested in. Super young. It was knocking on doors. It was doing all of the mm -hmm. things that we do in a campaign. Um, you know, going to going to events, hearing speakers, uh, being interested in the, the sort of strangest books for, for somebody <laughs> my age. And they're like, well, like, why don't you just, you know, why don't you just go to med school? And if you don't like it, be a doctor. Um, <laughs> or, you know, the same thing with, or they, they really wanted me to be a professional that they could understand, that they could explain to their, uh, to their friends. And I think that's the, the case for, for many who come from immigrants family. And, and politics was just something that they couldn't explain. Like, what does she do? Well, she knocks on, she knocks on doors and she sends letters. Um, and she advocates for you know for issues that that was hard for them to get to get their head wrapped around but you have a really uh, well-known brother too which give a shout out to him he makes some jewelry he does yeah he's really well I think he's my he's favorite a, person and, and oftentimes people's favorite Lanceman <laughs> he's uh, he's pretty cool uh, you have had I think what's your real skill is your self-awareness you're really self-aware and you don't really take things on emotionally. That's why I always, she's my yin to my yang. I can be a really emotional, Lance will kind of talk me down. Michelle, just, this is what we're doing. Just, just do the strategy, just, just do this. And, and you're very self-aware. Like you don't seem to get bogged down with emotion. But I think one of the things that has brought a lot of attention and it, it's again, true to conservative values, uh, you're gay. And yeah. and yeah, I am. And you don't, it's not something that you've campaigned on, something that you put in front of you. It, and we get pushback all the time with our stigma, right? I made this joke with Jazz in our last episode. Conservatives are old, racist, white, misogynistic men, right? Yeah. I'm clearly. Not, clearly. <laughs> not any of those things. So, I mean, how was that coming out to your parents? Was it an issue? You know, I thought it would be more of an issue, um, given given I always thought my parents were more old school than they were, and and this is what this is oftentimes what what kids think about their parents or young people think about their parents. They're like they're not going to get it. They're from a different generation, um, and I don't have the same story as those who struggled um, in the mm -hmm. LGBT. Uh, community. I just, I just didn't have that struggle. I grew up in in Toronto. It's a city where, uh, where you can, you know, you can find, um, you know, something, something to do for who you are, no matter what you are. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a gay friendly city. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in a. What I found out was a, you know, fairly liberal family uh, in terms of, yeah, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna not love you. We're, we're not gonna change who you are. Like. Who like who is she? It was it was uh, was sort of the question, um, and uh, uh, and I, I grew up with a really loving friend group, so I, I don't have the same struggles as many many in the LGBT community have. 
Uh, I never had parents who shunned me. I never had a, uh, friends who wouldn't talk to me. I never had uh, bullies in school because I was I was a little bit older. I just never had mm -hmm. the the adversity, uh, and I'm super lucky for that. And it's 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 created a little bit of a blind spot. But it's just one of the things that I am. I'm also you know I'm also a woman. I'm a I, I'm I'm a, I'm a young. I was a young executive at the mm -hmm. at the time. You know I'm Jewish. I'm a child of immigrants. I'm I'm all of these other things too. So. I, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not such so into the identity markers. Here, here, <laughs> exactly, right? It's like not one thing defined you. I remember when I got divorced, that was it for me because I thought being married was my definition. Like that was who I was. Yeah. So it crushed me when I got divorced because now what, what was I? And I think that's a really important lesson for anybody who's watching to not let one thing ever define who you are because it's sure. also fluid. Probably not being gay is so much. Yeah, but look, it's also look. <laughs> this is this there. is this is one of these jobs where um, you know nobody comes nobody comes to 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 an MP and nobody talks to a leader in their community when things are amazing. Like you don't get people sort of lined up at your door um, when when like everything is awesome. You oftentimes get people who can't access the system, don't know how to access mm. the system, really need your help, really need somebody to talk to. You're their last resort, uh, usually. And, and yeah, and in a lot of cases, you're 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 the last resort. In a lot of cases, you can you can help with the things that you can help with, and you you are you have a deep knowledge of the resources uh, that you can send them to. But it's a really heavy heavy job, right? And. There's lots of people out there who have really heavy jobs. Our paramedics, our first responders, our doctors, our nurses, our teachers who see this stuff every day. Uh, and part of it is understanding that you are there to, to solve the problem, make something better, and sort of taking it with you, tucking it in, uh, and carrying that all the time with you. Um, probably doesn't make you very good at the job. So I've, you know, I've, been, I've been cautious about uh, about sort of how I see uh, every single situation and and what I could do to optimally help that person. Yeah, she is really great. Lanceman is really great at, at, at breaking it up into achievable goals because it, at, as a big picture, it can be overwhelming and suffocating, sure. this job. Okay, so we're going to talk about your politics now as deputy leader, goals you want to accomplish uh, as a conservative opposition party. Look, I, you know, I think, uh, I think if you've watched recently, um, we've been able, we've been able to show Canadians just the, the carnage of the last mm -hmm. uh, seven years, um, uh, and we have real solutions on how to fix it. There are more people struggling in this country than ever before. Yep. We are paying higher taxes than we have ever before. Mm -hmm. We are paying more, getting less, and somehow you're working harder. Like what you know, what you what some came to this country uh, for, what some were born in this country for, you are actually working harder, and you're not getting ahead, and your kids are not getting ahead, and life in the next generation doesn't seem like it might be, it doesn't seem like it's going to be better than in the current generation. Can the conservatives actually fix this? Yeah, of course. How? Of course, we 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 used to have a country where if you worked hard, you got ahead where no matter what you came no matter where you came from what your last name was whether you prayed on friday on saturday on sunday mm. whether you didn't pray at all whether you were gay or straight that you could work hard get ahead and get the things that you deserve and that country is no more because we have a government that takes and takes and takes uh, telling you that they're going to redistribute it in a way 
that sets you further behind. Do you think they intentionally, the lib when I say they, I mean the Liberals, do you think they, because I, I love to think people get into politics to help people. They, do, do you think they know what they're doing? Well, I don't think they know better. Look, I, I, think, there is a, I think there is a lack of vision in, in, in the government. There is a lack of delineation of, of, of responsibility. I don't think anybody knows what's responsible for. We've had a basic breakdown in, in the most in government services like you cannot get a no, passport in this country you've got to wait in lines at at airports you've got you know you can't get somebody over from your family or to uh, to care for an elder or to care for your young kids if you want them to immigrate our our you know our immigration numbers are are, are a bunch of announcements with numbers on paper and when you actually you know call the department they have a 2.8 million person backlog you can't buy a house in this country you can live in your parents' basement until you're 35, which in my case would have been awesome. Um, but uh, but in but you but you can't afford your own. Yeah. Like the dreams of of home ownership, uh, doing good by your family, working hard, getting ahead, and doing anything that you wanted, no matter who you are, are just gone in this country. And I just think it's not because. They, you know, I don't think it's the, the, the liberals are, are, are forcefully doing this or doing this on purpose, as you say. I think they don't know better. And they've been in this rut and this cycle for mm. seven years of spending, of growing government, of creating a bureaucracy or a program, and forgetting that at the core of this, mm -hmm. at the very middle of everything you should be doing in this country, are people, and they forgot the people. It's Yes, mic drop, like everything she just said. And so I think the hope at the end of that is I see it, and I'm curious where you sit on this, our leader, Pierre. What do you think? Because I think a lot of what we have, the chaos, is a lack of leadership. For sure. And it, a, a great leader leads people, elevates people, brings hope, and has solutions. When, when Pierre phoned you to tell you you were deputy leader, what did you think? I'm like, do you mean me? Uh, uh, that's, that was my primary reaction, but then I went into like typical Melissa mode. Okay, what does that mean? What do you need me to do? Like, what time should I be there tomorrow? Um, uh, you know, I'm like, what should I wear? Uh, yeah. Like those, those, all of those questions of, um, wow, this is a really big job, slow down yeah. um, and, uh, and figure out how we can best serve uh, the leader and, and the team. Um, and look, I think, you know, I've known, I've known the leader for, for, for a long time. I've known Pierre for a long time. And there's, there's a couple things that he's never wavered on. He's a personal responsibility, personal freedom, smaller government guy. He wants mm -hmm. more power to the person, less power to the big bureaucracy. Yeah. And uh, that's something uh, that I think that Canadians are yearning for right now. Uh, probably more than they uh, more than they remember, and certainly more than they have been uh, in the in the last uh, couple decades. Consistency and stability, right? Like the fact that he has sort of said the same thing. If you rewind the tapes, like what you've said about him, like yeah, it's consistency, and it's and it's it's exactly what people are talking to us about. Mm -hmm. It seems like again, when you forget people in the creation of policy. Like, what's driving the policy? Is it, you know, is it, is it corporations, CEOs, liberal mm -hmm. insiders? Like, who is, who are, who's making up these things? You know, who is, who's making up the new agency that's, you know, that employs, like, the, the cost and the growth of government 
has grown, again, by 30%. That's, that's more people working on less things to deliver very little to actual people who need the services. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know I, everything you're saying. Okay, so we got sent these questions because people knew. These are very light, very, right. very light, very light that's, questions. I look forward this is interesting. The first question is, will be, beer or wine? None. Yes, you okay, don't drink. Okay, so I don't <laughs> drink. This is a this is another this is an this is another thing that uh, uh, that people people don't know. I um I was in a uh, I was I was just grabbing uh, grabbing a bite with somebody, and there was a table that just like sent over some shots, and they're like, oh well, we know Melissa, we wanted her to have this shot, and I sort of looked at them and I'm like, oh, if they they really knew me, they wouldn't have sent over uh, shots. But thank you very much. Uh, for those shots that uh, that uh, my friend consumed two of. <laughs> Last book you read. Oh, this is okay. I'm going to give you the honest answer. I haven't read a book in a, in almost a year. Right, right. And 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 I'm gonna and I'm going to say this. And I read like the first thirty pages of a lot of books. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad. And I'm then not I the sort of leave them in <laughs> different places. Crews, like yes, yeah, yes. I leave them in different rooms in the house. And I, you know. We have this, like, we have this life where we're in the, we're in the riding, we're at, you know, our homes, we're, uh, so we're in Ottawa. So I've, I've read the first page, first thirty pages of, uh, of, uh, of a ton of books, and uh, the last thirty, first thirty pages I read of a book was Marie Heinen's book, um, uh, which I think I read the first twenty pages of. If we're really going to be honest. <laughs> See, she's an honest one. Favorite sports team? I know this one. Oh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Die hard. I think I Die still hard. have your first. When we first got elected, we had to wear masks, and I have a little Toronto Blue Jays. I've never left it. You forgot it in my car. I still have it. Uh, do you have a nickname? Um, Lanceman is what a lot of people call me, which was a bit weird when they used to call my house. When, uh, when I was a teenager, like, you know, when people like call yeah. the landline yeah. and they're like, hey, is, you know, is Lanceman home? And they'd be like, yeah, we're all one? here. Yeah, we're all, we're all Lanceman, so. That's funny. Vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla. Okay, really, I'm surprised on that one. Your greatest pride as an MP? Oh, this is the greatest honor of my life is being able uh, to speak for the people that trusted, like, that trusted me. Uh, with the seat that belongs to them mm. in Ottawa. Like, that will always be my greatest honor. And I think about it every time. Every time I step onto that green carpet, the House Commons has, has, mm. has green carpets and green chairs. Every time I step onto that floor, I'm still nervous because uh, I know that I, uh, that I get to talk for them. It's like being Atlas, the Greek god. Like, it's like the weight of, your, weight of the world on your shoulders. It's, it's, a, it's a very big responsibility. Sweet or salty? Salty. Favorite movie? Cool Runnings. Actually? Really? <laughs> okay, I wasn't expecting that. No. Your no idol? Uh, my, uh, my mother. Oh, great answer. The superpower you would like to have? I'd want to fly. Yeah? Yeah, it would make life <laughs> so much easier. Just as a backpack and all like, your yeah, stuff? Yeah, like a little rocket pack or just like clap your hands twice and end up in, in Thornhill. Like we spend a lot of time uh, getting from place to place. So. I couldn't agree more. I want to fly. Teleporting. Teleporting. I would rather teleport than fly, I think. I don't know. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to fly. I know, yeah. I'm more afraid of falling. Who is the best active politician uh, or the best active politician? Who is the best? I guess that's the Who's question. Who's the best? Yeah, who's this the is, best? This is a trick question. I don't know. I don't know. It's the I leader know. of the opposition. Okay, yeah. I, I, was on, I was on that as well. Uh, hiking in the forest or a day at the beach? Uh, a day at the beach, but only by a little. <laughs> I can't imagine you sitting for long doing nothing. Your dream destination. Uh, You've traveled a lot. I have traveled. Uh, I have traveled a lot, but there are lots of places in this uh, 
in this world, I want to see, and Antarctica is one of them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, your cartoon you watched as a child. Uh, Some oh. political show? No. <laughs> You know, it's, it's funny. I didn't. I didn't watch a ton of TV, uh, so I, I. I. I don't remember. But I guess like, no. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a straight pass okay, on that. Okay. Do it. It's fine. You're allowed. What was your dream profession when you were young? Uh, I wanted to be a diplomat. Oh yeah. I didn't really know what a diplomat was, but, but it I sounded thought it, cool. I thought it was cool, and I thought it was so outside of the realm of like what an, you know, a kid of immigrants in Toronto could do. So you were destined for this world. What do you like least about your work as an MP? Uh, you know what? You know what I find find challenging, and there's lots of people that will uh, will say this. It's uh, it's constantly being away from uh, sort of a, a comfort zone, sort of where you lie your head at at uh, at night, and you kind of you go home and you spend quite a bit of time without the people that you love. It's very well said. Uh, this is a hilarious question. I'm really in interested in this. When you want to relax, I've never seen her do that. Uh, what do you do? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't understand the I question. I don't. Like, can you repeat the question, please? Uh, what do I do when I uh, wh when I relax? I I, I <laughs> this, maybe I should relax more. Um, I I just sort of I sort of hang out and veg and uh, you know sweatpants and take out and flip through the TV in which I know none of the shows and none of the movies that I'm watching. You have a favorite band. I know this one. Yeah. I like a lot. Like, who is it? It's the Dave Matthews Band. And how many concerts have you been I've, to? I've been to a lot of concerts. Okay, a lot. A lot. A that's, lot. That's the, that's the scientific answer. I'm going to end with, uh, oh, this is interesting. What would your first uh, girlfriend say about you? Um, that my first love is politics. That's what, that's what the first one would have <laughs> that's said. That's actually funny. Okay. And your greatest quality? Uh, I will let uh, I let you put that into uh, into into the chat, but I think I'm a, I think I'm a pretty compassionate person. She is. Uh, and your biggest flaw? Oh, I've so many. You can put those in the chat too. <laughs> I'd uh, I'd be interested I to I actually don't uh, think of any. I actually can't think of okay. any. Okay. Well, we'll say we'll say my first uh, I'm I'm impatient. That's for sure. Which is also a strength. Your greatest strength is also usually your greatest weakness. I'm so you're, very impatient. So compassion can also be a sort of like yeah. uh, Achilles yeah. heel too, right? Uh, I want to end with this because it's what is the most important value to defend for you in politics, which is also ties in with what I like to ask. What is your main goal? Like if you had to say to yourself, Kelly Block said this to me, MP Kelly Block. She said, write yourself a farewell speech and what you want to accomplish. What is that for you? Look, I want, I want Canadians to have control over their own decisions, their own lives, their own livelihoods, their own families. I want people to be able to live in a country where they can make uh, the decisions for themselves. And I don't want a government that does it for you. What she said, Melissa Lansman, <laughs> MP for Thornhill. How do people find you? Because you have great socials. What's the best way to yeah, contact Yeah, if you type in Melissa Lansman anywhere on the internet, you can find us on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, on TikTok, on a whole bunch of things that I, uh, uh, that I don't even know yet exist, but uh, the handle will always be Melissa Lansman. 
She's what we call an accessible politician. She is changing the face of politics and so uh, honored to work alongside her. She doesn't know it, but she teaches me every day when I watch her. We actually just came from question period before we did this and she was outstanding. Yeah, you were fire. You were fire too. You got to lead and uh, yeah, she's a great friend. She's a great colleague and she's an excellent member of parliament. So thanks so much. People Before Politics, MP Melissa Landsman. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching, guys.